0: That's Joe Newman and the Joe Newman Septet with Wednesday's Blues. (laughs) Wednesday's Blues being very much like Tuesday's Blues being very much like Monday's Blues. Uh, It's all about blues. Uh, Joe Newman is on trumpet. Frank West on tenor sax. Tommy Flanagan on piano, Eddie Jones on bass, and Oliver Jackson on drums. This is from Newman's 1960 album, Swingville. This is Lead Stories. I'm Yatrice Lead, and glad to have you back. Glad to be together with you again, and we keep moving forward. No matter how painful it is, you you've got to move forward. You got, or just move, just keep moving. Uh, that would uh, make moving forward much easier, as as long as you're moving. Well, jury deliberations uh, have begun and are continuing in the case of uh, the murder of. <clears throat> Ahmad Aubrey, excuse me, <clears throat> um, and his accused killers—a father, including a father and son team, and a neighbor—three men, three white men, who apparently spotted him and felt that he didn't belong in their community, although he was just jogging through. And so they decided on the spot to form themselves or to agree among themselves that they will be acting in the defense of the community because this black man, 25 year old Ahmad Aubrey, Should not be there he had no right to be there no reason to be there and besides which they can tell from afar that he looked suspicious so they gathered themselves together in their trucks and their guns including a shotgun and a 357 Magnum and they began a chase Of Ahmad Aubrey for no expressed reason. They just started it. And of course, Aubrey, sensing himself in immediate danger, started again to run even faster. And that's where the trucks came in handy. The men in their trucks pinned him in, boxed him in, so he had at a certain point no place to go, no point of exit from imminent danger. And they confronted him. And basically began the inquisition, what are you doing here? It is very unclear that they had any right to do that but now in the trial and during the course of the trial their main defense is that they were acting as a citizen posse for for lack of a better term they were acting as protectors of the community and under the law in their view, as a, uh, basically a a self-appointed guardian committee looking after the safety of the community. And they were involved in making a citizen's arrest. That's their... uh, Defense At the time, that was not their defense. They just confronted this young man and terrorized him. And then came the shotgun pointed directly at him only a few feet away. Ahmad saying that he had no place to run at that time because the vehicles had penned him in. He thought at least, well, I'm going to be killed here. I'm going to at least try something to defend myself. He held on to the barrel of the shotgun and was trying to aim it away from him. But he wasn't able to do that. The shotgun went off three times, killing him instantly. And now we have the trial of these three men and the charges against them, malice murder, four counts of felony murder, two counts of aggravated assault, false imprisonment, criminal intent to commit false imprisonment and all these charges amounting to nine counts which each of them is charged with. They include Gregory McMichael, the father, he's 64 or perhaps by now 65, Travis McMichael, his son, 35 years old, and a neighbor, William Bryan, who was the person who took film footage with his camera of everything that transpired. And so he is the person who provided, perhaps unwittingly, a record, or perhaps wittingly, we don't know, but... Uh, he found himself in a situation where he could take pictures of things and film things. And so he used his camera and unwittingly became the documenter of what was going on or what had gone on. So a jury, and I want to point out something here, of course you know, the Jury consists of 12 persons, 11 of whom are white. There's only one black person, a male, on the jury. And so begins the trial, or began the trial, and continues the trial, and the summations have occurred. The lawyers for the defendants had a chance to make their case to summarize what their case is all about, hoping to persuade the court and the public that the public's interpretation of what happened is quite different from what really happened. And what really happened was a citizen's attempt at a citizen's arrest and it went wrong, of course it went wrong because Ahmad made it go wrong and they are now fighting over the details one more time so that the jury will hear again and specifically each side's point of view of the trial, and we expect to hear from the jury very soon as it comes to a decision as to who is guilty and of what in this case. So that's where things stand in this case, and it's a fast wrap-up, but that essentially is it. We've discussed some of the important points here, but we too are a jury in that we have some specific concerns having learned some of the details of this case and having formed points of view about those details. And we will, as the case gets closer and closer to a wrap-up, we are going to be talking about that today as well i want to know because this is the question i'm posing to you today i'd like to know your answer to this question what is as a case comes to a close a close what in your view, still remains. What remains as a central point of this case? And what should the prosecutor be insisting on? And what do you expect the defense also to be insisting on in order to arrive at a just conclusion to this case? a just conclusion meaning what decision should the jury feel compelled to make upon hearing testimony concerning these major points that have been raised? How should it go? And why? Why should it go that way? I'm not expecting that you are lawyers of great experience. Neither am I but we have a sense of what should emerge in this case as a just conclusion, and we'll be discussing this as the case gets closer and closer to a conclusion itself. But in pondering what might happen, what the conclusion might be, I ask you this question today: Only one person on the 12-member jury is black. Could this affect deliberations, and/or the outcome of the trial? Again, only one person on the on the 12-member jury is black. That you will recall caused itself caused a major problem there was huge backlash around that when it was revealed could this affect deliberations and or the outcome of the trial that's the big question today at eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. now as you answer the questions please remember to stay on point. We're not recreating the case. We're not going afar from the focus that we have. We are simply continuing the focus as the case ends or comes to an end, one hopes. And we are nonetheless expressing before the jury's decision our own opinion our own interpretation of the facts we too are a jury of sorts we are uh, paying attention to the case and developments in the case the arguments made in the case and we have our own points of reference for all kinds of reasons we have many points of reference so we we can offer an opinion. It may not be what people would want to hear, but it's the same with a jury. The jury may offer opinions, an opinion about the case, in the sense of offering a finding and a decision which people may or may not receive. Well, but. That does not mean we can't express it. 888-874-4888. This is the last opportunity we will have to talk about the case as it proceeds. So let's make the best use of our time. First up is Henry from Chicago. Hello, Henry. You're on the air. Hey, she's how's it going? Okay. Not bad. All right, all right. Um,
1: I think that this uh, this one black juror could affect the outcome of a trial because I'm thinking uh, in an alternate scenario that it might end up being a hung jury. And oh. So, yeah, I, I, I believe that, that one possibility, and it's probably a strong possibility outside of acquittal, uh, would be a hung jury. What makes you believe that? Well, you know, um, now, I'm not a lawyer. I only
0: practice one on TV. <laughs> we aren't lawyers. We just, we're <laughs> observers. But we yeah. have legitimate reason to express our observation. Go ahead. Yeah, but... From my
1: understanding, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong, because I know you've covered trials before, and you know I might be wrong on this, but uh, in a case like this, uh, there's got to be a unanimous decision. Am I correct on that? I don't
0: think so. Oh, okay. Um, th- that is the ideal thing, that the jury will come to a unanimous decision, but the unanimous decision need not be on one or the other side of guilty or not guilty. You were talking about the other possibility, which is interesting. And we are looking at, well, what would happen if a jury says we can't come to a decision? Okay. Yeah. So I, I guess for me,
1: With the, uh, you know, with the pressure and the attention that this case is getting, um, yeah, I I, I do feel that there, you know, there might be some jurors uh, that who are probably uh, weighing the pressure of, you know, possibly trying to, you know, trying to uh, make a decision, you know, not based just solely on the facts uh, but you know based on um you know the the pressure that 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 is that is happening because you know obviously you have a lot of outside uh you have a lot of outside uh, influences uh, in this case, uh, no matter you know what people think about it being a straight jury trial, I mean, obviously the the um, the, uh, the the black pastors being in the uh, in the jury uh, in the in the trial room at at one point uh, is a is a significant factor in this case. Also, I'm also reading that there are members of uh, different various groups outside of the courthouse, including. The new Black Panther Party and various uh, uh, so-called white supremacist groups, also, uh, you know, outside of the courtroom. So, uh, I think some of them will come to this pressure of either uh, 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 and and would not, you know, it, probably the jury would not be aligned on their uh, on their decision because I, I feel like there's just some of them who are just hardcore, straight up you know, we're going to let these people go. And then there are some who are just be like, well, you know, we need to, you know, uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that uh, this is this is a murder and we need to convict these uh, these three murderers. But uh, I'm, I'm not saying that's the that's the most likely possibility. But I think that that uh, is probably my second possible uh, my second possible prediction of this case, that it'll be a hung jury.
0: Well, if it is a hung jury, what does that say about the jury itself?
1: Well, what that'll probably say about the jury uh, is that um, I think I go back to my original point about it being influenced uh, by outside forces instead of focusing on uh, the... uh, on on the on the evidence that's presented And, and 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 obviously you know with with uh you know with the uh the point of the jury being just you know all white and one black it has already been tainted um you know by the media so obviously and you know this is just from my perspective looking at it from an outsider that there were already people in that jury with preconceived notions of what they were going to, you know, what, what they were going to decide. Uh, so for me, you know, I I would not be surprised if this is a hung jury. And if, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they can be retried, right. Even if it is a hung jury.
0: Well, it's, if it's a hung jury, then the first case is kind of erased. And they start all over again. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Okay, so it's got
1: to start all over again. Yes. Because originally, originally they weren't going to try these men at first, if, if I'm correct on that as well, until the video came out. And then that's when the pressure came through of, 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 of trying these men for murder. Because, you know, obviously if the video didn't surface, uh, these, these three murderers would be walking scot-free right now.
0: Well, we will see, but your position officially is you, you think there's a possibility of a hung jury in this trial, in which case the case is tried again.
1: Yeah, I I, I think that's a, that's a possibility that, that, that might come out.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Henry, for getting us started today eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. The question is, what do you think will be the outcome of this case, and why? What do you think is the strongest uh, factor that would influence a jury's decision based on what we have been discussing? Uh, and now the case will be uh, finally decided by a jury, but what will their decision be? We don't know. 888-874-4888. You know, this case is a case that isn't just about the the confrontation between three, black, uh, three white men and a black man, and the eventual death or shooting of the black man this case now also involves history the history of this community and the attitudes formed by the people living in this community the case is about centuries of US history as well which is largely based On race, it is not an easy thing to circumvent or to avoid altogether, because ideally, the case should be about the facts as they are. But we know they can't. Nobody in this country is unaffected by history, even if they're not conversant with history. History uh, ex- exerts a certain influence on all of us all the time. And it is unrealistic to believe that these people who comprise a jury can just extricate themselves from history and say, well, I am not going to think about our history with each other and as Americans. I cannot divorce myself from what I know. And even if I try, I feel I I am subject to influence of what I know. That's if they are honest. We see it blatantly expressed in the composition of the jury where you have uh, 11 people out of the 12 being white. That is not the reflection, an accurate reflection, of the racial makeup of the surrounding community, is it? But that's what was uh, decided, and they got that jury who are the they who got that jury, we still don't know. Uh, Although we know theoretically it's supposed to be um, an independent decision. It's not supposed to be influenced by any particular group or issue or individual. But this is what was expressed early in the case. The composition of the jury said something about how the community reacted in a case involving three white men and a black man who eventually became the victim of their violence. So we can't just put this aside and as a case comes to an end when the jury's decision is the focus, we still have to deal with the fact that this appeared to be a lopsided jury. It appeared to be an unconstitutionally put together jury that did not reflect the community, the racial makeup of the community, where you have 11 whites out of 12 and one black person uh, on this jury. That is most unusual. And I can't see how they can easily get around it. And I can't see how lawyers representing the Aubrey family would would allow it to go unnoticed and not a factor if the case should be that the men are found not guilty. Eight 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 seven four four eight eight eight. I was expecting brisk reaction, but you guys are getting real skittish these days. You're waiting to hear what other people say before you say what you have to say. That's not you, that couldn't be you. You have a mind of your own and you're entitled to express your point of view and more so now in this case than before because before it's purely theoretical. Now I think you're sensing just like the jury the jury is skittish about what people might say and how it might reflect on them and what people in turn would think of them as jurors because many people see the jury as a kind of battle in and of itself, making a statement about these issues that are not strictly part of the case, you see. The idea is that you have a jury. Fine, so you have a jury. But look at the composition of the jury. Are you expecting uniform thinking that the jury, no matter what the racial makeup is, will look at the issues in the case and can they separate themselves from the issues in the case can they separate their personal feelings from this case brother david from brooklyn you're on the air uh good afternoon everyone um
2: good afternoon. I, i've been thinking about this case and what comes to mind uh we can think about the one part of this is the evidence uh in this crime uh committed against Mr. Aubrey and uh that's important and what the law says uh the rules of so called citizens arrest and all that. Uh however uh there are things that trump that. The law is trumped by a number of factors and these factors in Uh, the United States and uh, I'd say all over, but especially in a place like South Georgia. uh, 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 Race phenotype trumps all of that. It depends on who the perpetrator is and who the victim is. If uh, the victim happens to be uh, let's say, an African-American and the perpetrator, the person on trial, uh, well, the scales of justice go over on the white side as much as it can. The other way around, uh, it's much different. So that that is the main factor here. What comes to mind for me is who is this Black person that is on the jury, how is it that he was selected? That should be a very interesting study, and uh, that's what I would want to know. So uh, uh, maybe the uh, defense for this trial uh, perhaps thought he was a safe person. That's why he was not uh, rejected as a juror, and I guess uh, legally uh, no one could say that uh, a black person wasn't permitted to be on the jury. I think there's some court cases on that. So that's my feeling that uh, all that stuff about the evidence and the law and all that, um, the system of white supremacy trumps all of that. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if they're able to uh, uh, decide to uh, come down in the favor of the uh, perpetrators of this crime. That's the way I feel.
0: All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your contribution today. Rudy from Montreal, you're on the air. Uh,
3: Thank you, Eutrice. Eutrice, the gentleman who was doing the jogging is in the right. It's obvious. The prosecution brought these non-charges which are very serious after very uh, severe um, checking of the facts and going through the facts. Uh, These people who did the shooting, uh, had the guns and all the stuff. They are totally responsible because they utilized uh, deadly force. Uh, They were prepared to use deadly force. And they had no business stopping this gentleman. He He doesn't have to answer anybody's questions. He's on a public street and he is that they have no previous information that this gentleman was of any problem. Uh, they are the terrorists. They are the ones who terrorized this individual. So they don't have a defense. There is no defense. Uh, as for him touching the, the shotgun, the fact is I normally shotguns have two uh, uh, chambers. That means the guy had shot twice and then had to reload again, shoot again. This is murder. There's no no way uh, other way to put it. Uh, th- if the jury is hung is a hung jury, I think they should hung the, hang the jury.
0: so what is the absolute uh, I should say how did you cross the line on this one what was the absolute uh, point of no return in your decision here
3: uh, I'm I'm not I'm, I'm sorry I don't and I'm not not too sure what you mean
0: is there anything that superseded what you normally would think in a trial like this, is there something that pushed your decision over the edge and made you commit to the, the position that you now hold?
3: Well, I, I, I found the uh, prosecutor's uh, uh, <clears throat> charges uh, quite sensible, reasonable, because they understood that these people had no right or any right at all, no reason to stop this person who was on a public street. So he was de- trying to defend his life. Uh, when they pointed this shotgun at him, that implies murder. They're prepared to murder him. So there is no excuse, they have no defense. And if they do have the fence, then there's something very, very wrong with the justice
0: system. And uh, the prosecution agrees with me. What could they have done, the, the men who confronted Aubrey? What could they have done to signal that they were not out for blood, but out to correct a situation that they felt was wrong?
3: Well, they could have. Uh, they they could have not bear, uh, brought the arms into 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 use immediately, and, and they they shouldn't be using the arms anyways. He was unarmed. There were three of them, so there's. There, he had they had no reason. I don't. I don't understand what they were doing there anyways. What what they with these trucks and what what the hell were they doing there? Why were, why, what, 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 what are, they, are they stopping every person that goes by and, and says, what are you doing here? Why are you walking down this street? What are they doing there? They have no right. They have no right to interfere with somebody else who is uh, carrying out their civil rights. There, there, there's no reason for them to be there in the first place.
0: Hmm. Okay. Thank you so much. And especially because you really are offering us a kind of outside view from Montreal. You're looking at a situation occurring here, but it is uh, very interesting that your views coincide with the views of many who are, in fact, living here. Thank you so much, Rudy, for your call today. Joe from Florida, you're on the air. What is your
4: thank you for taking my call? I'd like to make two corrections. Or number one, the uh, shotgun can carry as many as ten, according to an expert that I just called. um, As far as uh, uh, you know, rifles and shotguns are concerned, so it's conceivable that he had. Three or four. Five, apparently, he could have had five up to ten rounds uh, cartridges in that gun without r- reloading. Uh, number two is that it. To get a conviction, it has to be unanimous. To get not guilty, has to be unanimous. Otherwise, it's a hung jury. That I know for 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 sure.
0: Yes. Okay. But what are you saying that? You favor in this case, a hum jury or no, I don't favor
4: decision? i I'm not on the jury, so I really can't say what I don't know what the jury saw, okay, so it's very difficult to make a prediction based on what I did see though, I think they have them for uh felony uh, murder. And which carries the same sentence as a, what's the other term that they use? I had it written down here. It's, here it is. Hold on one second. When, uh, malice murder. A malice two, murder. Uh-huh. Two charges. And they, uh, if it's felony murder, it carries the same sentence up to life. Uh, the death penalty is not, is available in Georgia. But it was not asked for in this particular trial. The prosecutor did not ask for a, uh, a the death penalty, so that 's off the table
0: well we don 't know uh, because they haven 't gotten to sentencing yet
4: no no it 's off the table because the prosecutor has to ask from the beginning. Whether or not it's he's going to ask for the death penalty and the and the prosecutor I think it's a male i don't know uh prosecutor no, a uh, woman it is a woman okay i i did not um the prosecutor uh, did not ask for the death penalty, so it, as far as I know it's off the table uh, the sentencing uh i think is the minimum is life. Uh, but I'm not sure, I think 30 years, excuse me. The minimum sentence is 30 years. So the, if convicted, which I believe they should be, I don't know about the third guy. I don't know what his role is. It's nebulous in my, from the information well, that I he got.
0: Was, he was uh, uh, among the other two. He was with the other two when they, actually began this confrontation, and he apparently is an avid photographer or documenter of facts or whatever it is he does in his spare time. And he was there, and he thought he would make a record of it, uh, not because he favored one side or the other, but I think he favored one side. Um, But he decided that he would document it. Well here here's
4: the thing be him being charged um, the the if you commit a felony it's it's called felony murder it's because you prior to the murder you've committed a felony then if a murder results out of uh for some other reason but the you committed the felony which had to do with the murder you're charged with it's called felony murder you're accused of murder Uh, the only reason, the only way they can get him, the only felony that he committed is with that, that that I can see is that he used his truck. Okay. To block the jogger. I refer to him as a jogger. It's easy for me to learn, learn his name, but uh, all due respect to him and his, uh, you know, his relatives, etc. Um, He used his truck. If they can show that he used his truck to block and uh, to hold hostage the jogger, then they can get him on, on a felony. And then, therefore, as a result of what he did, a murder took place. Then they can get him on felony murder. But if they can't, if the jury doesn't see that, and it may very well be, he may he may walk. Well, he offered no
0: objection or resistance to the idea. I don't know if that's a felony. Well, it, it makes him part of a conspiracy to murder. He went along with it and was so intrigued by it that he went to retrieve his camera that may be but i don't know how the
4: jury's going to see that latrice you c- you no. could be right i i'd have to think about that uh i i don't like to see people who sit in a car uh, when dropping somebody off and they go to a gas station and commit a murder and then the person who just happens to be sitting in the car uh, gets charged with murder too. You know, so you don't...
0: No, he was it's, not it's, one of those people just sitting there or standing there. He was part Well, he was a photographer. ...of the psychology of what was going to happen. He knew. He knew what was going to happen. He knew... I don't know fate. that I don't
4: know how you knew that. know that
0: because I'm not arguing
4: with guns. you, I'm just saying I don't know how you know no, that. No, I
0: understand, but because they had guns, and because they chased him down for no reason, they had no authority, and they chased this man down, they terrorized him before they killed him
4: well i got a good uh, way of looking at of it, it. Uh, i have no i don't know how the jury's going to see that. All I said was that there's a possibility that he'll walk, but the other two i'm pretty sure will be convicted um y- you know i I don't know it's just all you need is one person on there to say not guilty and and it's a hung jury, just one. You don't have to have
0: a. But at the same time, we are looking at the performance of the jurors and what informed their decision. Uh, This man had the opportunity, because he was closest to the killers at the time, uh, to say, hey, fellas, hold it, let's call the cops. He didn't say that.
4: No, they didn't call the cops.
0: They didn't call the cops.
4: No, they did not. No. As far before not the until before, they before the murder a, a they didn't authority. call the cops.
0: No, and they, sh- they, they should have designated themselves as the, the the cops. They designated themselves that authority and he well, was I, part of it. He didn't object I, to anything. I
4: explained the last time I talked to you that there it, it's not a felony to go into uh, the into a dwelling, okay? It's a misdemeanor charge, and the f- they it, because they didn't know that. I don't know if they knew that or not. But you can't put a gun at somebody and risk killing somebody over a felony. I, I'm excuse me, a misdemeanor. Did I, I did I misspeak? It's it's not a felony. It's a misdemeanor to go into an unoccupied building. And George, the law.
0: Well, here's the thing even the and owner of the unoccupied building at the time uh, said that he didn't mind anybody because others have done it. Some people are very curious to see the various stages that a building goes through under construction. And that apparently was what intrigued Aubrey. He wanted to look and see where things were. How far along did they come with the construction of the building? He didn't take anything that was verified. He right. looked around and then he left. I, you know, that's 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 all.
4: That's a given. They, that, he did not. He did not commit a felony. Period. Whether, no. whether he committed a misdemeanor is irrelevant, and you can't stick a gun in somebody's face just for a, uh, a misdemeanor. It just doesn't. Uh, it's not. Um, it's against the law to do that. You just can't go around well, pointing speak, a gun at people.
0: As we speak, I just got a word from the they coming out that the. The verdict is in, but we don't know what the verdict is. I do not uh, have my television turned on. Okay. Uh, well,
4: but we'll soon know. It's a shame that it, it's happening. a shame that it happened. And uh, if you were to permit me, the uh, one I'll try to call Friday and tell you what happened around my uh, neighborhood. Uh, to uh, you there.
0: Yes, I'm here.
4: Okay, what happened in my neighborhood to a case, and uh, it's very interesting, so I'll call you back Friday if you're going to be there, I hope. Okay, happy Thanksgiving.
0: Friday is what? No, Friday is...
4: uh, Friday is the day after Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be here.
4: Thank you. Great. Have a
0: happy
3: Thanksgiving. Bye-bye. 888-874-4888.
0: 888 I'm just learning that the verdict is in, and uh, we don't know what it is. It will take some time. Hopefully, it will be known before we sign off today, but in any event, please do pay attention to what is announced as the verdict because we will, of course, be discussing it, and we will be discussing... Uh, possible ways in which the jury arrived at the verdict eight 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 seven four four eight 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 for the meantime however we are discussing the presence on this jury uh, of only one black juror and oh well here's the verdict all three men are found guilty of murder in the killing of Ahmad Aubrey all three men are found guilty of killing Ahmad Aubrey and that brings us to the point i was making even the one man and uh, he did not shoot anybody he didn't he didn't Participate in that, in that sense, but he was there and filed no objection, did not object to the activities of the other two, so it meant that he felt that their actions were fine, just fine. Um, there was nothing wrong with what they did, and so he did not object to anything in terms of their treatment. Of Aubrey, up to and including killing him. So that is the finding today. All three men guilty of murder in the killing of Ahmad Aubrey. I want to thank at this time, uh, folks back at the back of the uh, office, if you will, of keeping me abreast of things. That's very, very helpful, and I thank you and I salute you for jumping in and keeping me uh, tied into what is developing right now. It's a nice thing to do, and I appreciate it because it actually belongs in the program right now that this news is breaking and that we should be aware of the verdict. Travis Michael Uh, McMichael has been found guilty on all nine counts. All nine counts. Travis is the son, uh, the one who actually did the shooting. He has been found guilty on all nine counts. Uh, That is quite surprising and quite pleasing, actually, because It appears that somebody kept an open mind on this trial. Gregory McMichael, his father, was found guilty on eight out of nine counts. Still significant, uh, still a very significant conviction to be found guilty on eight. I don't know what specifically the counts were that he was found guilty on but he was found guilty on 8 out of 9 counts so father and son have been found guilty, substantially guilty here and that that means that this case has yet another round to go which would be very very contentious and that is how do you apportion the blame and how do you fix a penalty and uh, Gregory McMichael found guilty of eight of nine. What are those eight? And which was the one that he was not found guilty on. That will be explained in due course. And William Bryan, the photographer, for lack of a better term, but I'm just referring to the role he, the major role he played, Uh, And I also noted that he cannot be separated from Aubrey's death. He cannot, no matter what anybody says. He has been found guilty of six out of the nine counts. I don't know what the six are at this moment, but all three at this moment have been found guilty, substantially guilty of crimes, uh, Uh, that have been denoted in the charging instrument. So they have some serious penalties to pay. That is very interesting news, and it should be uh, all the more, um, I don't want to say it, 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 it heartens me, but it is because everybody could see what had happened there. And that there was no way that on any count, anybody could try to excuse themselves from such a heinous act. So, in a sense, justice was done. And we will see about these counts that uh, Gregory McMichael, the father of Travis, the one who did the actual shooting... Uh, What was the count that he escaped uh, uh, pronouncing, being pronounced guilty on? And Brian, William Brian, he escaped uh, conviction on three counts. We'll see uh, soon what those are. But for now, it is enough to know what the jury decided. And now we can wrap up the program today with a sense that something has been accomplished in this case. Uh, People will now decide whether they're satisfied or not satisfied, what they had expected, as opposed to what actually came of the trial. And what does it say about what the jury might have wrestled with within themselves to arrive at these uh, conclusions to this trial. But in any event, that's where we will end our story today. A jury convicts all three men in the killing of Ahmad Aubrey. Travis McMichael, the father of the shooter, uh, sorry, Travis is the shooter, sorry, are guilty on all nine counts. Gregory, his father, guilty on eight of the nine counts. And William Bryan, the person who assigned himself as the documenter and took a video of everything, including the shooting. Uh, he was found guilty on six of the nine counts. So that's the community's pronouncement of judgment today, and we will have to live with that. Thank you so much for participating in the program. We were right on time uh, with coming to a conclusion ourselves about what was going on uh, in this trial and what was likely to happen. And that also answers the question that was raised about the role or possible role of the lone black juror on this case. Thank you, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow, Friday. (laughs) Friday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving, thank you so much. And have a a happy Thanksgiving, please do. We'll come back to each other after Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.